listeners, we've got a special TSR for you this week because we're recording this from a hotel room in Atlanta. Yep. It's Dragon Con. Woohoo! Woo! We were going to record a D23 show on Monday, but uh, it turns out there's a lot of things you have to do to get ready to go for a Dragon Con. Um, yes. And so, just in general. Yeah, life. just in general. So uh, you're getting that recording now, and we have no show notes, so this will be fun. Yes. Okay, so uh, we got a lot of stuff out of D23 Star Wars related. Also, parks related. We'll talk about that on Mouse Droid, but uh, yeah, some big news. Um, I mean, do we just start at the top with the biggest thing? Yes. Uh, so Hello we got... there. <laughs> After years of rumors and speculation, countless directors attached... Uh, Ewan McGregor was on stage at D23 to confirm that, yes, he will be playing Obi-Wan again in a Disney Plus series. And there was much rejoicing from so, the whole world. So much rejoicing. Well, I, I don't know about you, but it's been rumored for so long, it just felt a little anticlimactic. I mean, it did, but I was also really, really happy about it. I mean, mostly just because it seems like such a no-brainer that, like, I'm just like, okay, now you, you, you're you getting this over with, and then you can do other shows. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I don't feel like, oh, it's, it's getting it over with as in, like, because I don't want to see it. I really do, like, I, Obi-Wan was by far my favorite part of the prequels, and... You and McGregor playing him is a big reason for that. So having him back in Star Wars is really exciting for me. And, you know, I don't necessarily dislike the prequels, but I am really excited to see what he can do with a very different kind of show. You know, it's, I, I am assuming it's going to be a lot quieter, uh, I've I've seen talk that he he's going to leave Tatooine, so maybe they can be more uh have more adventures. But I I I'm just I, I would be fine with Obi Wan brooding on the desert for eight episodes. I mean, I would love for the series to be a lot quieter and more introspective. I don't know if that's the angle they'll go. I kinda doubt it's the angle they'll go. I mean, I think there will be some, but you know, I, I'm the the thing you don't get in the prequels is how Obi-Wan reacts to everything that has happened. Um, that was one of the reasons why the novel Kenobi was so good is because it was Obi-Wan dealing with not being a Jedi anymore and having to deal with the fact of what happened to Anakin. And so having seeing I know you and McGregor can pull that off and it will be really heartbreaking and I'm just, I'm looking forward to whatever they do. Yeah. And especially I hope they, if they do stay on Tatooine for some time that they bring in some people like, uh, you know, Baru and Owen who are raising Luke. And we know uh, that they've had, uh, you know, they had fights over, Luke's upbringing and him using the force so I I would love to see that depicted on screen yeah I mean it's one thing to get it in a comic but to get that uh, to get all of that 
on screen would be just something else. Right. And like Ewan McGregor and Joel Edgerton are both really good actors. So, mm-hmm. you know, they could they could bring that. Now, unpopular opinion alert. I'm now very mad that they did the mall thing in Rebels. <laughs> I mean, I, I was always mad they did the mall thing in Rebels. I mean, I was excited because I I wanted to see the conclusion of that storyline. Mm-hmm. But like... It really didn't belong in that show. Like, it was... Like, I mean, I guess once they brought Maul back in that show, you could say it was inevitable. But, like, it was... You know, it's definitely... It definitely was a detour for the main plot of Rebels. Yeah. So I I would have loved to see uh, Ewan, you know, do that. But I guess that will not happen although i'm wondering if there will be some mention of maul in the show or some encounter with him since he apparently is being crime lord at this point in time in the timeline Mm -hmm. because it'll be i think it's it's in the solo time frame from what the that timeline they posted yeah it was it looks like it's slotted smack in the middle of uh the period of time solo takes place so yeah so i mean they could mention him and have some sort of confrontation if it doesn't end in you know obviously maul's death (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah so it's great that we know it's finally happening and people can stop asking you and McGregor, will you play Obi Wan again? <laughs> he looked so happy, not just because he was playing Obi Wan again, but because he doesn't have to answer that question anymore. <laughs> but I mean, like he's he's wanted to do it for a while, so like I, that's why I said like it's such a no brainer, and I don't know why they haven't done it until now. But I am kind of glad that they waited to do a show and not a movie because I think that was. Uh, that was Solo's problem. I think Solo, Solo would have, have been made a, show. a good show. Yeah. Because um, there was so much going on in it. Um, I'm also really glad because they are doing more. They have three shows announced now for Disney+. Plus. Um, obviously, The Mandalorian is the first one coming out. And then they're going to be filming the Cassian show next year. And they, they talked about that a little bit with... Diego Luna and um, Alan Tudyk, but um, it, it's it's nice to see that they are having a. It's not just going to be like a one and done The Mandalorian type thing. They're yeah. they're planning different types of shows, and it will be interesting to see what other shows they will come up with in the future. Do because a Rogue Squadron show, you cowards. <laughs> you picked up what I was throwing down. <laughs> Rogue I mean, Squadron. I mean, how many how many Marvel shows are there announced right now? Like, oh my gosh, there's a ton. I mean, there's Falcon and Winter Soldier. WandaVision. WandaVision. What Lo- if? What if Loki? So uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, Miss Marvel, which they announced. Uh, She-Hulk. Moon Knight. I think those were the three they announced it. So that's eight right now. Yeah. So like, I mean, there's there's a ton of things they can pull from with Star Wars, and you know, just do little. Even if they do just a one season show, that would be fantastic. I got a feeling this Obi Wan show is going to be a one season. Yeah, I I don't think there's a lot of a story there. Plus, like Ewan McGregor. Yeah, is, you're not is, getting Ewan McGregor for more than a season. Yeah, I would say probably the same thing with like Cassian 
the Cassian show. Mm-hmm. I think the Mandalorian is a show that could last longer. Uh, yeah, that I mean that one's got uh, that one's got the makings of a show that'll last longer. I mean, and the guy running it, uh, John Favreau, has a history with television. So. Yeah. Do we want to talk about that Mandalorian trailer now? Yeah, let's talk about the Mandalorian trailer. So, if you describe it in one word, what you d- what would you use? Um, can I use two words? Sure. Space Western. Space Western. <laughs> um, it. I still can't get over just how wonderfully diverse that cast is. Yeah. And um, and uh, what what was great with the trailer, and we'll get to the contents of the trailer in a second. Like, you didn't see a white person until the very <laughs> end. Yeah. I was also glad that it was not the same footage we got at Celebration. A lot of people were saying, oh, it's just going to be the Celebration trailer uh, that they didn't release, um, which still annoys me. Um, we got to see it, and we got to see the trailer and the footage that they showed at Celebration, and I'm annoyed that uh, they didn't release that to everyone because I would have liked to see it again, and also convention-exclusive footage is stupid. Uh, yeah, let's segue for a bit. Convention-exclusive <laughs> f- footage is the stupidest, worst thing ever. Yep. Like, if you want to cr- give something exclusive to the attendees, a poster, some swag, a concert experience like they did at San Diego one year. Um, but f- footage, that's stupid. Yeah, like the posters they gave away at, you know you know celebration and stuff are are great i will say like i i I think there's a little bit of a um i i will forgive a little bit with the footage part when they do something like premiere an episode Mm -hmm. at a convention like when they show like well that's something that everyone is eventually going to get right so like that sort of thing is, is 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 okay um but like the whole okay we're gonna show you this uh, and I mean, I guess you would say it's not exclusive footage because they're going to show the the beginning of the Mandalorian eventually. But like that, the trailer part was dumb to not, yeah, the, not release ne- that. The Why? trailer they showed us that they never released beyond Celebration, that is just asinine and stupid. And it was, a, I mean, it was just kind of like a sizzle reel it didn't tell much about the story it was just it kind of got you excited it didn't and like, give anything away yeah, it was like oh these are cool visuals this is looks like a cool show um i wasn't excited about the show at all until that panel so yeah um but you know they and they they sort of almost did that with the rise of skywalker footage that we're going to talk about later but they did eventually release that so they get a they get a pass there too (laughs) but anyway point being uh that i was very glad that people finally got to see some mandalorian stuff and uh i i'm glad the trailer was not the same it was different and uh yeah that was i am i'm looking forward to the show uh it, I mean, it didn't give much away of the plot, <laughs> it, except, you know, he's a bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, and I know there's some criticism to the show that it looks that it looks very bro-y, and Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni <laughs> kind of haven't helped in that regard uh, with their various comments. Um, yeah. But it is important to remember that uh, there are some really interesting people directing yeah this show i i haven't really gotten that impression like from just from the footage itself um 
like there there have been comments they've made the comments yeah. like yeah the comments like oh it's just like this is like star wars that you remember like okay whatever roll my eyes but like i look at it and i'm like oh cool this is like a space western type like firefly show and it looks really cool and i'm excited to see more of this and especially the time frame like that's what i'm really excited about because the whole like after the empire thing um and especially with the um warner herzog's character who is like talking about how the empire was good for order and you know revolutions don't help anything (laughs) like the the time period is just totally my jam just immediately after fall of the empire and it's not focusing on any big figures or mighty heroes it's kind of just down in the trenches with the people just regular people who are dealing with life and I really Post-Empire. hope it doesn't bring in people that we know. Like, I hope it stays its own little thing because I think that's what's going to make it so interesting. Um, they they finally released uh, the character name for Giancarlo Esposito's character, who is, he's playing Moff Gideon, and he's described as sort of like a warlo- warlord. So he i i get the impression he's going to be one of those like rogue moths who go off, who goes off and like acts like the empire is still there um or refuses to give up power which uh we saw a lot of those stories in legends and they can be done really really well like with uh warlord zinge from the race books so mm-hmm. i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what uh what he brings and of course like the, there's the one shot that people have been putting online of um, the Mandalorian and uh, IG-11, who he is, the droid. Um, and I'm like, I really hope they're like buddies, <laughs> like Cassian and K2. <laughs> I am so excited to see Taika Waititi play an IG droid. I know. It's, it's going to be, be so delightful. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we also glossed over the biggest news about the Mandalorian. What? Ming-Na Wen has been cast and will be finally in a Star War. Yes. I am so flipping excited. She has been talking about wanting to be in Star Wars for so long. So it is um, when they, they announced it at the Disney Legends ceremony where she was inducted into their their Hall of Fame. And Bob Iger just like offhand mentioned that she was going to be in the upcoming The Mandalorian. And she's like, okay, well, I guess I can talk about it now. (laughs) And like how it was like everything she had wanted. And we've, I know you, I think on the last episode of the Kanji cast, you guys mentioned it, put her in a Star Wars. I mean, in fairness, I think every episode every of the episode. Kanji cast, we say put <laughs> Ming-Na Wen in a Star Wars. But now she's finally in a Star Wars. Uh, I'm so excited. And I hope that Disney Plus kind of st- plays around in this uh, uh, post-Empire era for a while, because that would give someone like Ming-Na Wen the chance to jump between shows. Yeah. And just kind of stay in the Star Wars universe for a while. Um, but... It, it it I'm kind of surprised how I've gone from just zero interest in the show at all to I'm I'm legitimately curious and looking forward to seeing the first episode. Right. Oh, and um, another person we found out is going to be in the show is uh, Natalia uh, Tena Tenya. Uh, I think is how you pronounce her last name. From um, she was Tonks in the Harry Potter series and she's been in a lot of other things as well. Mm -hmm. But um, it was funny because when there's, there's a shot of a Twi'lek 
turning around and winking and there was some talk like oh is that Ming-Na Wen's character and oh are we gonna have the whole put another woman of color in alien makeup again um but people were like no that does not look like her um and then she uh tweet natalia tenna tweeted that no that was her in her purple alien and then i was like oh i remembered that shot of her winking from harry potter and the order of the phoenix i'm like oh yes that's why i recognized her because <laughs> it's the same way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah um i'm wondering hope you know looking forward to it i know they said they were already starting work on season two so i guess they're happy with the outcome and planning on keeping going forward so mm-hmm. i'm looking i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be and i think it'll be interesting and definitely a fun show to watch and i do hope that uh this is a launch pad for some of the directors working yeah. on it to getting a feature length Star Wars film. I would yeah, that would be really really great to to see and and for the uh, for the other shows too as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um we also got an announcement that uh the final season of The Clone Wars will be dropping February 20th, 2020. Uh so that'll wrap up that show. Um Okay, I'm still bitter about. Uh, I'm still bitter about resistance. We're still bitter about resistance. Uh, have we talked? Did have we talked about that yet on this show? Uh, I don't we, have we have not have. talked about that on this show. Yeah. So resistance is only getting two seasons. Yep. Uh, we don't know if it was canceled. Nope. We don't know if it was always planned this way. Nope. But it's really shitty <laughs> that uh, you assemble the most diverse cast for something Star Wars has ever done. And only give it two seasons. Never give it the same kind of love that um, a- that any of the Filoni shows got. Nope. Never gave it a chance to uh, go through the growing pains that those shows got. Um, it would have been great to know if this was only supposed to be two seasons from the beginning. Yep. Um, but you just can't escape the fact that this show just never was treated the same way, and it sucks. Right. Like if it was if they had meant for it to be a short lived series, that's fine. Like I think I think there's a lot of merit to series that are intentionally short because you have a you have a story planned out, you know exactly what you're going to do. Um, you know, you, you don't feel like, okay, you have to extend everything to you know, because of ratings or whatever and you get meandering. That's fine. It's not it being short that I have the problem with, it's the feeling like the show was never cared about. And I know that's not true because the people who work on the show obviously cared about it. But like it's hard to feel like Lucas Lucas almost right. entity didn't care about it though. Yeah, and like and it you know, it was sad because the people at the celebration panel were really super enthused and like I Carrie Beck was on that panel, right? I believe I believe Carrie Beck was on yeah, that panel, so, yeah. So on the and like um Justin Ridge, who was like sort of the supervisor, like they were all like super excited about the show and where it was going. And like I get the whole if they're leading up to the last Jedi, like, okay, I get it if you're telling a story in the short period of time, like I said, but I just wish it would have been like clear from the beginning if that was their intention. And if it was not their intention, then it's even worse. I feel like they've sabotaged themselves basically. Um, You know, 
like rebels was only four seasons and i think like you know that show went out on its own terms dave came out at celebration and said this is going to be the last season everyone was sad but you know what he got to do what he wanted to do and i think the show ended when it needed to and you know you don't have to worry about like oh is it going to be canceled whereas i i really hope that resistance at least got to come to some sort of satisfying conclusion Mm -hmm. But yeah, it sucks. I really liked the show <laughs> and uh, I'm sad we're not going to get to see their uh, any much more of their adventures, especially because like Tam's story is getting so interesting right now. And I they're not going to be able to resolve that in the no. tidy 13 episodes. Yeah, it's not going to be great. <laughs> so uh, and I. I don't want to hear anyone say anymore that this was obviously the plan. I don't care if it was the plan or not. You can have a plan and it can still be a bad plan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> well, we weren't planning on talking about that, but we did. Bring back resistance to Disney Plus. <laughs> Hashtag save, uh, <laughs> save resistance. Okay, we have to talk about Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Oh, my God. We do. We got footage. Yes. Um, sort of a second teaser uh, that was premiered at D23 and then dropped on Good Morning America on Monday. Yeah. I'm kind of sad we did not get a behind-the-scenes footage reel like we did for the last two movies because yeah. those were really great. Um, but the footage that we did get was uh, very interesting and very intriguing. Uh, it started off as a very... Uh, retrospective look at the whole saga like really driving home the this is the end of the saga which i don't buy because we've had like so many ends of the saga. yeah yeah <laughs> give it five or six years and we'll have episode 10 yeah but um about a minute into the trailer they started with new footage from episode nine i think this is all stuff we haven't seen before I don't remember seeing any like seeing any of the footage and other in in the first teaser that we got. Um, and uh, so the thing that automatically jumped out at you and I uh, was the stuff with the fleets. <laughs> oh my god, there's so much great fleet stuff. Okay, first we got to analyze the rebel shot. Yes. Um, some freighter of some sort. It's not the Falcon. I no. don't know what it is based on the silhouette. Ghost. Uh, some T-75X wings. Ghost. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> um, Wouldn't that be awesome, though? That would be really freaking <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, some A-wings. I couldn't tell if they were the RZ-1 or RZ-2s. I don't know them well enough for that. Um some Y wings. Wait, what X wings were they? Uh, they look like the T seventy fives. Okay, I'm, I'm I, I want to see the T eighty fives. I do too, but we I saw don't them know. in Resistance. Yeah, I don't think we're ever gonna see them all uh, in these movies though. Um, and B wings. Yes. We don't know if they're an updated model. They look like also Y wings. Also Y wings. So we got trash wings. So we got basically the whole alphabet except for u-wings so i I hope we get u-wings so we can have an alphabet squadron right (laughs) but it kind of looks like uh, the resistance has gone and found some mothballed ships pulled them out of uh, retirement or even if they're not mothballed they might have been like the the all of the people they sent off to do on various missions like a snap and black squadron and all of those Mm -hmm. people um 
and then another um what's what are the corvettes what are those seat oh the uh oh crap what CR, are those cr cr oh come on brian i know um, i know them as the alderanian ships although they call them other Corellian corvettes i don't get it that's an old uh CR-90s. CR-90s, that's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, this there's a CR-90, which I was really, like, seeing that silhouette of a ship, like, really hit the nostalgia buttons for me. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, yay. So that was cool. Like, oh, my God, what are they doing? Where are they fighting? There's no way they could make this cooler. Are we going to get the fleet battle we finally wanted? And then they switch to... uh a shot of Star Destroyers in some sort of mist. Uh, it looks like, it looks very much like the Maw. It's like, oh, I, at first I was thinking, oh yeah, that's a bunch of First Order Star Destroyers. Wait. No, those are not, like, nope. I noticed that instantly. Like, I, I was like, I'm not like a super fleet junkie, but the profile of the original ISDs, like, I don't think those are ISD 2. I think those are the original, like, ISD ones mm-hmm. um, and they're just like there's a shot of them like all in rows with their lights dimmed parked inactive waiting yeah and like the first shot you're like oh god that's a lot of star destroyers and then they sort of pull back and you're like oh wow that's a lot of star destroyers um, and I really want to know what they're doing there um, who who left them there <laughs> So I, I'm seriously wondering if these are threads from Aftermath yeah. that are about to pay off. Yeah. I mean, there was... I, I mean, it, it's hard for me to think that they're actually going to, like, mention things from books in the movies because you, they don't really do that. But I can see them doing, like, a put-in-the-seed really early on and then have it pay off later like that could be something that the story group had said hey can you put in this throwaway line (laughs) you know but Um, like it is it part of palpatine's contingency just a fleet of a fleet of star destroyers that just go off the grid yeah because there was a there was a line in aftermath you pointed out and i saw several other people pointed out too um about the fleet part of the fleet disappearing Mm-hmm. the imperial fleet yeah they just like it sort just sort of vanished um so yeah like the idea of these ships just waiting and then you have to wonder so of course you and i are old legends hands what we are uh-huh and no. looking at that marvelous collection of star destroyers one thing instantly came to both of our heads the katana fleet the katana fleet now for those of you who do not know the Katana Fleet is from the Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn, specifically the second novel, Dark Force Rising, in which the smuggler Talon Card has information about the location of this fleet, which disappeared many, many, many years ago during the Clone Wars. And uh, now uh, they are trying to find the fleet so they can defeat uh, the new grand admiral thrawn um but the but thrawn ends up finding them first so uh you had a interesting you had a funny tweet about uh the resistance going to find it 
finding it before Hux and then Poe leaving a, a snarky message for Hux. <laughs> but jokes aside, um, we know the resistance is hard up for ships. Uh, the, the New Republic fleet has basically been destroyed. So what better way to go than to investigate a tra- a old legend of ships uh, waiting to be found? And um, I I just thought of this now. I don't know why I didn't think of this beforehand, but um, I feel like a certain character that is reappearing in this episode might be the type of person who would have that information. DJ? No. Lando. Oh, Lando. <laughs> Lando. Like Lando in the in Legends was always characterized as knowing things he was he was one of the characters along with talent card who was always like sort of in the know and up on the latest info um i don't know if they would continue that sort of thing but i can see him being that character to be like hey well i have heard about this through the smuggler grapevine or whatever um and i don't know if that shot of finn and Jana is like continuous with that scene or if it's just like taken out of context but if that is them reacting to the star destroyers you know there's been speculation of whether jenna has any sort of relation to lando so that would make sense or maybe jenna is the person who knows that information as a new character mm-hmm Either way, I'm excited about the possibilities, especially for the possibilities of seeing Star Destroyers commanded by the good guys. Oh, Wedge Antilles, Wedge Antilles in command of a Star Destroyer. Do it, do it, do it. I mean, I can't even let myself think about that because, (laughs) I mean, it's so exciting. But like that was one of the cool things about Legends is that after the Empire fell, you got the New Republic using these ships that they had captured um, and taken over for their own purposes. So, like, you got Wedge Antilles in command of a Super Star Destroyer and, like, the Race Squadron flying TIE Interceptors um, because, like, you know, one of the reasons a lot so many people like the Empire is because their stuff is really cool looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want the good guys to have their cool stuff. (laughs) Oh, I just hope this delivers in the fleet battle I've been missing. (sighs) I know. We really haven't. I mean, we had one in Rogue One, which was wonderful. But like saga wise. I haven't had one since Return of the Jedi, really. Revenge of the Sith had the huge fleet, but we didn't really see. It was mostly just Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan just darting through it. Yeah. So the, the, the battle was going on. But we didn't get the larger picture. We were more focused on Anakin and Obi-Wan. Which, I mean, their stuff was cool. But we didn't see, like, the admirals and Mm -hmm. stuff, like, you know, fighting with each other. Yeah. Give me a fleet battle. Want that fleet battle. Please. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's some other really cool cool imagery uh, in this trailer. Um, There's Rey slicing a tree in half. (laughs) Yeah. Looks like she's kind of throwing her lightsaber in frustration yep and calling it back which was a really cool shot it was really cool um someone tweeted about um there's a shot of there's a new shot of leia um also in the forest and um someone 
pointed out that the backgrounds look for sort of the same and posited that maybe Leia is training Ray. And if that were to happen, I think I would die. Oh my God. I'd, I'd be a mess. I'd be a sobbing wreck. I mean, like it would be perfect and wonderful. Like it would just be, it would just be so meaningful. Like just both in and out of universe. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, it would be, it would be great. Cause I oh, really, so good. Yeah. I really missed seeing Luke train Ray and having Leia do it. It would be like sort of Luke by proxy and like, Oh, I oh. know. Uh, got a shot of three PO with red eyes. <laughs> which I guess he's finally had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite theory is that uh, Snap uploads uh, Mr. Bones' uh, <laughs> personality matrix into 3PO. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> Can it be any worse than the droid assemb- than the B1 assembly line? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a shot of the gang on a deserty planet going to what looks like a pride festival. <laughs> Yeah, like it's funny because there's a sh- there's also the shot of them from the first teaser of them overlooking something, and it ends up being the Death Star ruins. So it's like, okay, so they go to this one place, and there's like super festival happening. And they are overlooking another place, and it's bad, bad things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm assuming that's where they meet Janna. It seems like a fair assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, then we get some, sh- then we get some shots of, uh, Kylo walking away from his starfighter and... Those, that's a co- I mean, I, I'm not a Kylo fan, but that's a cool shot. That is a cool shot. Uh, then the two of them kind of battling it out with, duking it out with lightsabers on some Death Star ruins. Wreckage. Yeah, with the ocean rise. I mean, it looks like the wreckage is yeah. coming up out of the ocean almost oh man it's it's a really stunning shot it is really cool um and then there's a voiceover of emperor palpatine saying your journey nears its end um don't know who he is speaking to is he speaking to kylo is he speaking to ray we don't know (sighs) um but then we get the money shot the, the money trailer. shot, or as I call it, the clickbait shot. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Of Ray uh, with a cowl and a weird Swiss Army double-bladed lightsaber. <laughs> Which is red. Yeah. I, I saw people talking about the D23 footage of Ray with a double-bladed lightsaber, and I was like, sweet, finally. And then I saw it's red, and I was like, what? <laughs> Do not want. Damn you, JJ. Yeah. Okay, so wild mass speculation time. I don't think it's real. I'm I'm going to go with a vision, and I'm going to guess that this vision is much more akin to Luke's on Dagobah. Yeah, I mean, it. what I find interesting about this discussion is, is it a vision to Rey, or is it a vision to Kylo? Mm-hmm. Um, because I've seen speculation of both that it's Kylo thinking of what could have been, um, you know, if, if Ray had agreed to have him teach her in the force awakens, or it could also be a taunt as in see how much better than you, she is. 
Um, and if it's Palpatine pulling the strings on those visions, it's probably the latter. Uh-huh. Um, it would drive him mad. Mm-hmm. And he would want to do nothing more than just destroy her because that power is his in his mind. Yep. And like, if it's a vision to Ray, then it could be Palpatine tempting her to saying, this is what you could be. Mm-hmm. Or it could be sort of a general warning from the force like Luke had in Empire yeah. of, watch what you will become you know yeah luke is luke battles vader the helmet explodes and he sees his face meaning you know is a warning don't become like this also foreshadowing uh-huh. to him being vader's son yeah but with ray seeing herself as you know a a sith or whatever you know watch your path because ray like She's used the dark side a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's not afraid to like use her emotions and be very primal when she fights, um, which I don't necessarily think is a problem because they think you know she is a new, she's the start of a new group of Jedi or Force users if they don't aren't called Jedi. But I do think you know Luke saying you went straight to the dark and everything. I think. I, I don't think the, the possibility of her being dark inclined to the dark side has been explored very well. No. Um, but I also, you know, don't want to see another rehash of the light-sided character being tempted to the dark because we've seen that before. <laughs> and, and I also don't want a rehash of the villain is redeemed at the very end. <laughs> yeah. Like, like them switching sides would be like the absolute worst thing for me. If you were gonna do that, you needed to do it in the, the second, Last Jedi. Yeah, when it it would have made sense. But like, you know, I, I, I mean, I think it's definitely a vision. I or or so it's not real. I. I, I will mm-hmm. be really, really angry if it is real. <laughs> or we can go with the theory that Ray is a clone. I mean, it. Yeah, I'm not going to say no, because anything's possible mm-hmm. in Star Wars. That it is. I mean, like, Palpatine had a lot of plans and a lot of contingencies, and clones of Jedi seem like something he might want to do. Yeah. I mean, like... It would be weird because they haven't really laid the groundwork for it, but I could also see... I mean, maybe that vision in uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And also there's that whole line of maybe Leader Snoke could consider, should consider using a Clomar to me. <laughs> Possible. Yep. So. I mean, I'm not getting too married to anything no. right now. I mean, I've seen a lot of speculation on Twitter and I've seen a lot of like fun theories pop out and like really that's where I am right now is I'm just going with the flow and not trying to speculate seriously. Um, You know, I saw people talking about what if, you know, the lights on the Star Destroyers come on and the Empire's back? And I was like, oh my God, that would be so great. But I'm also not expecting that to oh. actually happen. Heavens no. I mean, I would love if Wedge 
uh, came back to command one of the Star Destroyers. But again, I'm not planning on it. I'm just sort of in the whatever happens, happens, and I'm going to either like it or hate it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think that's fair at this point. At the very least, we got a, we got a little sizzle reel. Yeah. In which J.J. Abrams once again proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that his his visual language is a perfect fit for Star Wars. Yeah, like it mean the the footage is definitely like I mean there were so many sh- so many of the shots that were just beautiful and they make you go what what's happening there what what's going on oh my gosh which is exactly what that sort of footage yeah. is supposed to do perfect sizzle world because we we still don't know jack yeah about what's going on right uh yeah so d23 was exciting if you're a star wars fan very much so and especially we got other stuff about there was other panels about galaxy's edge and stuff but so we're not even going to touch on that because we talked about galaxy's edge already <laughs> well we, we can talk a little bit about rise of the resistance oh, we got right. some information uh yesterday um uh there was a media preview for galaxy's edge east here or, uh, in florida which opening day was today and is packed Yes, at peak, I saw that uh, Smuggler's Run was 300 minutes. Yes. And the line to get into Hollywood Studios extended to the boardwalk. Which is very, very far for those of you who don't know the parks. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, all I'm going to say uh, uh, as far as the lines go is um, Disneyland has essentially been in soft open yeah. the whole time. I don't think pass holders can still get I don't think pass holders can get in there today. I. I think it is. I think I think the blockout dates have lifted for Disneyland, but I I wasn't until if they have it wasn't until very recently. Yeah, um, but there are no such blockout dates. No. Uh, well, there are for gold. Uh, silver. Silver. Uh, there are for yeah. a a lower tier of annual pass holder, but for the most part, annual pass holders in Florida can get in. Yep. And they did today. Yep, they they did. Yeah. So what you're seeing today, at what we saw today out of Hollywood Studios, is really the first glimpse of what demand for this land is. Yep. And it's high. Yeah. There's a lot of demand. It's high. It's very high. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of Rise of the Resistance, there was a media preview uh, yesterday uh, that coincided with the dedication ceremony um, for uh, Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. And we got some information about it. Uh, Chris Taylor over at Mashable was the uh, fella I was following. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, we were told that uh, Rise of the Resistance is kind of three rides in three one. Three rides in one, yeah. Uh, there's a shuttle experience where you're going up. Then you get captured by the First Order. And you're hauled out into this gigantic set where there are stormtroopers taking you into custody and ushering you through and into um, sort of the second ride vehicle. Then, Which is trackless. Yeah, a, tra- uh, a trackless system. Uh, it's similar technology they use for uh, Dinosaur and um, the Indiana Jones ride yeah. uh, at uh, Disneyland. Um, and then there's the escape pod sequence in which there is an actual drop mm-hmm. uh, on the ride. It sounds fascinating and magical and i cannot wait i have no idea how they're gonna pull it off but i'm excited to ride it (laughs) it sounds really ambitious yeah it really does and i i can see why they had to wait to open the ride (laughs) yeah oh absolutely um 
And I, I have a feeling this is going to be a ride where theme park enthusiasts are going to just mark time as before Rise of the Resistance and after Rise of the Resistance. Yes, yes. Uh, all, yeah, I, I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. Agreed. <sighs> Any, oh, um, just as far as other news, uh, Black Spire by Delilah Dawson dropped a couple days ago. Yep. Uh, we've got reviews on TashiStation.net. Um, also, um, Zoraida Cordova's A Crash of Fate has been out, uh, which also takes place in Black Spire Outpost. Very cool. I think that's it for most of the major news. Yep. Uh, we wrangled a whole 45 minutes out of this from a hotel bed <laughs> in Atlanta. Very professional. So Nothing professional. But the professionalist. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up there. We're going to have a mouse droid uh, soon where we'll go over the big parks and entertainment. Uh, oh, the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh, right. We haven't even talked about that. We got to right. talk about that. Yes. Galactic Star Cruiser is the name of the quote-unquote Star Wars Hotel, and Star Wars Hotel is very much a misnomer. But the, 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 the ship has a name. It's called the Halcyon. There's a little bit of a Legends throwback. <laughs> um, but yeah, hotel isn't quite the right term for this. It is much more akin to a cruise line experience. And I would not be surprised if... Um, if uh, D- Disney Cruise Line had some uh, input yeah. on how this runs. There was an article about saying what the um, prices were going to be. I wouldn't put much stock in that. That's They don't... It, it, they're really just speculation of what the prices is going to be. But even so, the pricing is going to be for an all-inclusive type thing. It's not going to be, okay, this is the price for your hotel room, and now you get to pay for tickets, and now you get to pay for food. I think it's going to be a definitely an all-inclusive type thing. Yeah. You pay, and that is... Is going to include your... Uh, food. Lodging. Getting your food. into the park. Mm-hmm. Any sort of activities that you do in the park. Um, the exclusive activities that'll be in the... The excursions that the you excursions have. The excursions in there. Probably include something like Savvy's and the Droid Builder Workshop. I would Workshop. Think so, yeah. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if it's priority access into the attractions uh, in there. Yeah. So it's going to be... It's not going to be a cheap thing by any means. No. Uh, it's not going to be the $4,000 a person but thing. But it's also like... People are thinking, people were talking about it and saying, oh, Disney's lost its mind for thinking people are going to pay that much and everything. But it's, I, it, they're not being, they're not planning it as a, you know, as a repeat thing. Like, there's only going to be like 68 rooms in this whole complex. Yeah, this is something it's you It's going to be very once. small, very exclusive. You do once and that's it like yeah i don't they're not planning for repeat guests and i i think that's fine you know like there there are people who will go more than once but this is the type of experience that they're trying to build a a once in a lifetime type thing um so Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah so there, there were some renderings that were up. Uh, like one of the renderings was like pu- using a lightsaber to train with a remote, and I yeah. have no idea how they'll pull that off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the it looks really cool. I yeah. can't wait to find out more details on it. Agreed. Uh, so 
for real now, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do a mouse droid in a little bit that's going to talk about all of the other big news out of D23. A lot of park stuff, especially Epcot, is getting some really major overhauls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that on mouse droid. Uh, we are at Dragon Con this week, so keep an eye out for some uh, panel audio that we'll be recording and dropping. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. So long. TSR is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Station to help us keep the lights on and to get access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team.